Sunday. I'm Dave. I'm Josh. And welcome back into Irreverent Sports Meandering, ISM, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. Before we get into all the craziness that was this last uh, Sunday of NFL football, I want to remind people we are not experts, all right? We're not. We're just fans. So if you don't like what we said, or, or you did, we don't care, all right? So... You can join us, though. It, uh, you can join the irreverence at ismdaveandjosh at gmail.com. Today is Tuesday, September 28th. Let's get irreverent. So, so how you feeling, Josh? Yeah, I was going to say, like, instead of going straight into the game reviews, I think we should do something else first. I'm just not emotionally capable of handling it right away. I need a minute. <laughs> I honestly didn't even want to turn on the radio last couple days <laughs> and listen oh to uh, I know. everything it was actually really hard to listen to uh chicago sports radio this week <laughs> like it's it's just all negativity but we're used to that because we're bears fans so yeah no let's let's do it man let's uh i'm excited uh we're gonna do our we did our top five quarterbacks all time last week uh, this week we're gonna do our top five running backs all time. So let's let's go ahead and just jump into that, Josh. I'm interested to hear what your list look, looks like because I think you're gonna be shocked by some of the names on mine. So when I was looking through this, you know, looking through the interwebs yeah. and uh, looking at other lists of like you know top running backs of all time, I was like really surprised at where they placed people on a lot of these lists because I mean. I don't know. Like, I feel like they straight up just went guy with most yards, then guy with most touchdowns, then got like it had nothing to do with like, you know, like their perceived talent, even beyond like what we were able to quantify with stats. So it was kind of kind of interesting to see that that's kind of. See, that's where the uh, running backs. See, I, th- I found it something I found it a little different. Like I found it like I found a list that I looked at and and I my list is completely different so I didn't really care where they put them but um they they put people in places that I just I disagree with I was like no this person isn't shouldn't be at this place in fact they put one of my favorite they, they put they put like um who was it? it was Barry Sanders they put like at number like number 6 and I was like yeah. what yeah. like okay I, I saw a list that, I saw a list that had him at 11 dude 11 11 that's that's ridiculous that's ridiculous but let's 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 hear let's start this list off here let's hear yours uh number five who do you got number five i went with emmett smith Uh, i uh i know you hate this pick because i kind of hate it too but (laughs) after looking at everything he has three super bowls he has 164 rushing tds he's the rushing yards leader he's you if you don't include him in the top five like you have a full-on like hatred for him that like is unprecedented <laughs> because he really was awesome you know he he was a cerebral runner that you know really did follow the game plan and his blockers all the time like just like razor's edge exactly where he should be at all times he had a great stiff arm he uh it's just just i i, I don't like this pick but it's it's a necessary one unfortunately but that's the thing, like he that offensive line is the reason he was great. You know what I mean? Like I, I truly believe that if he wasn't on that team with that offensive line, there's no way you could put him in the top five. So with there's so no with way. him actually, what was funny is I came up with this idea to like give each each person on the list a running style. Um so I put his running style down as just follow the fat guy. Like, yeah, that's good. He just literally like just he just he always, followed the great blocking in front of him and yeah, to success. <laughs> it, it's it's the truth. He had that great offensive line, the great team, the great quarterback, the great wide receiver. Like it's teams couldn't pack the box because of Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper and, and Troy Aikman, you know. And even if they did, that offensive line were just a bunch of hogs, man. They were mm-hmm. huge. Yep. So I like your. I like that, um, but I'm going to tell you right now, Emmett Smith is not in my top five. Hmm, okay, right? straight up, Emmett Smith did not make my top five. He did for a second at number five, which is funny, but then I kicked him out for someone else. 
and that someone else is not my number five. <laughs> It'll be my number four. But uh, my number five is Marshall Falk. He uh, he just did everything, man. Like uh, I remember, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember Dad just loving Marshall Falk, like at San Diego State, and was like so excited when he got uh, drafted by the Colts, second overall. But he, Marshall Falk, is the father of the modern running back. You know what I mean? All those running backs that we look to get that are wide receiver running backs, you know, such as Alvin Kamara. You know what I mean? Um, running backs like that. He is the father of them. And he's the only player in NFL history to have 12,000 rushing yards and 6,000 receiving yards. That's, that's right. Wow. I mean, that's insane. That's insane. And he was good with, with Indy. You know, like he got drafted by Indy and he was good with them. But, man, when he went over to St. Louis and to the greatest show on turf, like he was unbelievable and he was quick. And I would say like his, his running style was sort of like, like a Swiss Army knife. You know, he just kind of did everything. You know, if you needed him to block, he could block. If you needed him to receive, he could receive. If you needed him to run, he could obviously run. And he was so fast. So I got number five, Marshall Falk, uh, because he's he changed the NFL and how running backs are used. Yeah, I do not have him on my list, but he, he's a good choice. I know. Um, my number four is uh, <laughs> Barry Sanders. Uh, you know, Whoa, all yeah. the way down at number four? Yeah, and I, I, I look at it, all his stuff. You know, he did play for the worst franchise that you can play for, other than the New York Jets, and he really like did a lot with it. He was an NFL MVP. Um, he led the league in rushing four times, over fifteen thousand mm-hmm. rushing yards. Uh, he is the first person on my list that is a two thousand yard rusher, um, which was a lot. Um, I put his rushing style down as no, 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 no. Like when you watch all his highlights, he like a defensive player gets close to him. And then all of a sudden he like turns into this, like ultimate, like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. You can't touch me. <laughs> like, and he just, <laughs> he does such a, he did such a great job at eluding, even just being touched, you know, mm-hmm. just like, even just like someone like just touching him. He just did not want that. And he just, he would almost always like his big runs were just like, you know, just weaving through the traffic get, and just turning on the jets. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you're saying, but do you, you know how like great Barry Sanders was like, he also led the league. All right. All time for most like negative yards as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I know, so like imagine like if he could put enter worst, enter worst team to play for. Right. Exactly. No offensive line. It, I, I, I think that's ridiculous that you have him at four. But my number four is Eric Dickerson. I put Eric Dickerson. Um, he was always, uh, he, he always ran like a horse. I always saw him as like a horse. He always like ran upright, you know, but he was so big up top. And he had four rushing titles. Um, but the reason I can't put him any lower, because I think I wanted to, but I couldn't. Because because I think he quite possibly could have been number one on my list if if he didn't miss so many games, miss games for injury, miss games for contract disputes, miss games for suspensions. In fact, in all, he missed 18 games in his NFL career because of suspensions, contract disputes and injuries. Did you know that? I didn't, actually. That's a lot. That's a lot of games. Imagine if he had played all those games. I mean, he he had over a thousand yards in nine games one season. Nine wow. games. That's unbelievable. Like he really was just a thoroughbred. He, he was like a bigger uh, Gale Sayers, if you will. You know, a, a Gale Sayers that could stay healthy or whatever. But he missed so many games, and most of those games were missed because of contract disputes and suspensions overall. So he was kind of a a headache in the in the locker room for both mm-hmm. the Rams and the Colts. And then his last two years, it didn't even matter. Raiders and the, I think it was the Falcons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Eric Dickerson's my number four and could have been number one if he had just not been a headache in the locker room. Yeah. All right, uh, who you got for number three, my friend? Uh, my number three is LT. I... Uh was looking at over some things, and did you know that he had 28 touchdowns in a season? 
I didn't, I, did. I didn't, I didn't know that until I was looking this up. And yeah, twenty-eight, it's insane. Eighteen thousand scrimmage yards. So another one of those backs that, you know, is the prototypical back of today. Yeah, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Run catch. Uh, I mean, he played for two two major teams, uh, the Chargers and the Jets. And honestly, I actually feel really bad for him mostly because he played out of his mind in those, you know, middle 2000s years. And, you know, he had a, a stacked team around him and uh, Nov Turner just couldn't put it together to get them over the hill. Well, if I remember right, they were in like the AFC championship or AFC divisional and Ladinian Tomlinson fumbled away the win to the Patriots one year. So it's partly his fault, too. Okay, yeah, there's that. But <laughs> <laughs> I just always remember those teams being just like, like, so good, but like almost like so much better than every other team as far as talent wise is concerned. And because Norv Turner is Norv Turner, he couldn't put it together. Um, Man, that's rough. But Marty Schottenheimer was also the head coach there too. Mm-hmm. And and he and he couldn't put it together with that team either. But you're right. LaDainian Lynn was great. Phillip Rivers was great. It was a great team, but they just couldn't put it all together. Um, who do you got for number three? What was your running style for him? Oh, uh, I'm a pretty ballerina. Like watching him run, he just like he like he has just the nicest spin move, the best juke. You know, he's just so it's so pretty to watch him run. So I've okay. had him down for I'm a pretty ballerina. Yeah, I again that's another one I do not have in my top five at all. Um, my number three is Jim Brown. I know a lot of people had him at number one, but I have Jim Brown at number three. Um mostly because he didn't go any longer than the years he had, but he was great in those years. Eight out of the nine years that he played, eight out of the nine years he played, he had the rushing title, all right? Three MVPs he had, all right? He had the rushing title and the touchdown records, and he held the rushing title for 21 years before Walter Payton broke it in 1986. And I I always picture whenever I watch him play, like when he runs, he's like a murderer. That's <laughs> that's a rough thing to say, but he runs like a murderer. He's just like looking for people to hit. Like I was watching one highlight, and it was like he hit like just three guys in a row just to hit them. Like it was hilarious. But he also has an NFL championship with those uh, Cleveland Browns. But that's my number three, Jim Brown. I, I don't know. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Um, I personally, I mean, I. This is where the list gets boring, you know, because um, I have him at number two. Um, mm, okay. For all the stuff you said, including the fact that he had a 5.2 career average per rush. Impressive, yeah. And, yeah, that's – he had a year where he actually had a 6.4 average for the year, and he ran for 1,800 yards that year. So, mm. I mean, when you can have 291 rushes, be that efficient – and I have his running style down as unstoppable force. I kind of always felt like he was just like everybody would like just fall off of him. Like they didn't even like affect him. Like he just kept running. Like, like there were just like all these flies mm. on his windshield down, like on his way to the touchdown area. But, mm. uh, yeah. okay. but all the other things you said too, you know, eight out of his nine years, he was the rushing leader, I believe. Uh, just boss. I know? just don't think I can put him ahead of my one and my two. All right, and my number two is Walter Payton. Most he had the most. I'm sorry, this podcast has to end early. I'm sorry. Um, this is uh, hey, Josh I'm signing sorry. off. I can't just I can't just be biased. I have um, to like choose who's actually number one. Um, Walter Payton's number two. He he had the most seasons with 1,300 or more yards ever with nine, nine seasons of 1,300 or more yards, and uh, and he played for terrible teams. He, and he won rushing titles with those teams. He won a rushing title, and he had and he held the rushing record for 16 years. Um, when I picture him, I, I think he's he runs like butter. All right, and I don't mean just like butter. All right, like like real silky and smooth through things, but also like butter that you leave too long in the fridge. 
you know, and it's like a rock. <laughs> he also ran like that kind of butter and he just run you over. In fact, I think one thing my, uh, the dad always said to us was that he, he, he never saw him run out of bounds. You know, he always looked to get that extra yard and hit someone and he, and he never missed a game due to injury ever. That's, that's pretty impressive for, for a running back. I'm if sorry. I'm, not mistaken. I'm sorry. I, I missed everything after you said number two. I, <laughs> Oh geez, Josh. Anyway, so I guess I guess I'll go next. Uh, number one is uh, Walter Payton because not only is he the best <laughs> running back that's ever played, he's the best football player that's ever played. He he's absolutely... the greatest human being to ever walk the earth. <laughs> he 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 had the most TDs in the NFL until Jerry Rice broke his record. He had twenty one thousand twenty one thousand scrimmage yards, David. That's 21,000. Number two, Dave? Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, like you said, work hours for the Bears. I put his running style down as come get some. Because, like, he absolutely never ran out of bounds. He always was looking for somebody else to hit before he would go down. Right, like he exactly. always yeah. inched out those yards. Yeah. So I only that's... wish that I had been older when he played. You know what I mean? So I could like well, we really yeah. watched it instead of watching highlights, you know? Yeah. Or the 85 Super Bowl that we rewatch over and over. It's because it's the only good, good year in our history. Yeah. Anyway. So anything else about Walter Payton? No, just that he's the best football player that's ever played. Um, I don't agree with that, but uh, I would say that um, this guy uh, might be better. Barry Sanders. Uh, the greatest running back ever. He would have demolished Walter Payton's rushing record if he didn't retire just because he wanted to retire in 1998 after rushing for almost 1,400 yards. And the year before, he rushed for 2,000 yards. He had four rushing titles, like you said before, but he was a one-man show. There was nothing else going on that team. Uh, his running style, to me, was he was like a ninja. You know, he's just like in and out and quick and you didn't know where he went. Um, Barry Sanders is the best running back to ever play the game. And if only he had chosen not to retire in 1998, he could have been hands down like the, the Tom Brady of running backs, if you will. I'm so disappointed in you. Oh, I'm sorry I let you down. Except I'm the older brother, so I can't really let you down because I don't care. So, <laughs> did you have any favorite nicknames for running backs? Um, like real nicknames or like yeah. nicknames I want to call them because I hate them. What? Um, I mean, we should probably talk about that second thing later. But <laughs> yeah. like Obviously, coming from Chicago, I, I love the nickname of Walter Payton. You know, sweetness. I just thought that was such a a cool nickname. Nigerian nightmare. Oh, Christian Okoye. Man, I, that, I love that guy. That is the best nickname that's ever existed. Oh, man, I love that guy. We're going to change things up a little bit this week, and we're going to go straight into our hub controversy, where we look at um, the greatest football mind to ever walk the earth and the things he says, and then argue on whether we agree or disagree. The last two weeks have been real barn burners. Uh, this week... Our Hub controversy, um, I was listening to Hub, and he said uh, that the Bears, with a win this Sunday, as low as things were, with a win this Sunday at, at the Lions, the Bears are going to be right where we thought they would be. Four games into the season, two and two. Maybe we shouldn't be jumping off the bridge. What do you think, Josh? Do you agree with that? Do you think they'll be right where you thought they'd be? Or are they worse than you thought they'd be at two and I two? I think he's right. I agree as well. So there we go. That's our hub controversy this week. Once again, uh, complete barn burner as we argue all things hub. But now let's let's go ahead. Let's recap. Let's recap um, the week's games. Are you ready for that, Josh? I guess so. Oh, well, because this is our podcast and we don't care what any of you think, we're going to start with the game that mattered the most to us. Chicago versus Cleveland. 26 to 6, Josh. The Bears lost 26 to 6. 
Cleveland had nine sacks on the Bears, four and a half from Miles Garrett. And do you know how many passing yards the Bears had in that game? Net. Net passing yards? Yeah, net passing yards. Do you know how many? One yard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we just got MA'd. Um, <laughs> um, yes, one um, one passing yard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a, I'm a little flustered. <laughs> um, but you know what? There were some good things. Um, the defense, I thought, looked really, really good. Like, I mean, Khalil Mack looked great. Robert Quinn looks awesome. He has four and a half sacks. He had two sacks all of last year. Two and yeah, a half no, sacks. He looked good. He looked good. Yeah, I thought the yeah. defense, we, we were only a touchdown down going into the fourth quarter, which tells you how great that defense played being on the field all stinking night. Yeah, even even in the secondary. I know Odell Beckham had uh, some big catches, but honestly – Jalen Johnson did a pretty good job. and Yeah, I thought Jalen Johnson did a really solid job. And obviously, Rokon did a great job, uh, just all around the ball, all game long. Yeah, he really was. Did you, so what do you think? Do we what, have to keep talking is, about this? What? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. What is the issue? What What do you think was the issue with the game? Like, why did the Bears look so inept? Was it Was it Fields? Was it the offensive line? Was it... Matt Nagy and the game plan. What was it? Well, we they had okay. So Justin Fields. When you think of Justin Fields, like what do you think of? You think of a quarterback that you know is going to be a stereotype, like you know an old timey quarterback that sits in the pocket and you know does precision passing all game long. No, no, I don't. No, you don't. You don't. But they only had three designed runs. They moved the pocket six times total during the game. They didn't double. Uh, Miles Garrett. They tried to block the Cleveland Browns with five guys almost every single play. It's yeah, the game plan. Like, like I'm not saying that Justin Fields, it, it he didn't mess up. He definitely held the ball too much in the pocket a couple mm-hmm. more than a couple times, but he definitely held the ball too much in the pocket. But the game plan was set up for him to fail. And I and if they didn't know that going into this game, then Nagy might be. My like, I almost I, I heard people on the radio saying that like maybe he meant to do it. Like that's how bad it was that people are like they're questioning his his intentions, you know, mm. like his like visceral intentions that it was that bad. Mm. I, what do you think? I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't. I've always been a, a Matt Nagy apologist, and and. After watching that, Matt Nagy lost my trust. He, he's he should be gone, and not maybe not right now. We're only three games into the year, but unless something changes, I mean, I mean, change quick. Like he should not be back next year. We have to win a playoff game for him to come back next year. Like in my opinion, if we would, if yeah. we don't win a playoff game and he comes back, that that all that is. I mean, I wouldn't put it past the McCaskies, of course, but well. I don't know. I mean, if so that's, we go, that's a really bad if decision. we go, if we go, what is it? 17 games. So if we go nine and eight and we don't make the playoffs, you know, I'm, I might be okay with that. If Justin Fields is the one starting, but if we go nine and eight with Andy Dalton starting, we failed. We failed because I'm, I'm going to, I actually agree with hub. Um, and that Justin Fields isn't ready to be out there yet. He needs to learn more. I mean, like very few quarterbacks have gone out there right away and been great. All right. They need time to learn. So I, I think they go, they go back to Andy Dalton. Um, we play that great defense. Don't make mistakes with the quarterback. Um, and in Matt Nagy needs to show better play calling. It, it was kind of ridiculous. It was the worst play calling I've ever seen. Absolutely. ever. I, I can't even, I can't I even believe that they, number one, didn't try to, you know, do all the standard rule of thumb things you do when your offensive line is getting, you know, absolutely boned. You know, right. they didn't they didn't try to run it outside. They didn't try uh, screen passes. They didn't try uh, bootlegs. They didn't try they didn't try to do anything. They just let him like they let Field sit back there and get murdered. And it's 
But let's also say this: there were a couple times Fields didn't see the wide, the wide open wide receiver, which there there sometimes was. I'm not saying all the time, but there was there were a couple times there was wide open wide receivers, and he just didn't see them. He's well, yeah, just going through his progression because he's not ready. He's a rookie quarterback, so that's going to happen. You have right. to. He's have not to, ready to be out there. Ex- well, I mean, whether he's ready to be out there or not, he's going to have these problems, whether it's now or whether it's next year. He's going to have to get used to game speed at some point. So I just think that he was, I mean, they did the exact opposite of what they should have done. And the funniest part is that like Cleveland probably were like game planning for like all these crazy like protections and all this stuff. And then it just ended up being what we did. And they were probably just like, oh, well, this is easy. <laughs> like We could do this all day. <laughs> like, and they did. Hmm. I don't know. Well, continuing to look at games with rookie quarterbacks that didn't look good. Uh, the Jets go into Denver and get blasted 26 to zero. At least we scored six points um, at 26 to zero. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't look good. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Tim Patrick, man, they're starting to have a little bit of something going on there. Um, uh, but Denver just absolutely destroyed them. And I think Denver is going to end up being um, one of the top teams in the AFC this year. Uh, but looking at two other contenders that play in the AFC West, playing each other uh the chargers went into arrowhead and won 30 to 24 did you get to see that josh what'd you think i mean the game it was turnovers like mahomes had two picks hilaire dropped the ball hill or hilaire put the ball on the ground hill put ball the ball on the ground Mm -hmm. uh herbert you know he played good um chargers d i think is you know playing really well Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've really kind of been scratching my head about watching the end of that game, what the crap were they doing? Like they had like 34 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Casey didn't have a timeout. They had the ball first, uh, first and goal or second goal at the three and they throw for a touchdown. Like why do you, why, why don't you just kneel the ball, take a timeout, kick the field goal and go home? Like what was that about? You mean instead of just letting, um, let it have letting KC have the ball back. Yeah, there was no reason to give them the ball back. They didn't have to. Yeah, but what if they kicked the? Well, that's I see what you're saying. But the game was over. Field goal kicker missed a lot of stuff that day. He missed two extra points. So I don't think they were feeling super great about that. Yeah, but they were on the three yard line. I, I'm just saying he missed two two extra points. So I don't think that they felt super good. But I don't think. And this is the thing after rewatching the game is the Chargers didn't necessarily win that game. The Chiefs lost it. They had two turnovers in the first quarter in the red zone. Their first three possessions for Casey were all turnovers. And the Chargers still only won by six points. Yeah. I mean, mean, that tells you the greatness of Kansas City. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So, I mean, like, yeah, Chargers won. Yes, Kansas City is one and two. But, man, they've had maybe two of their their worst games, and they still almost won. You oh, know? did you notice that Hilaire all of a sudden decided to start running good? Like, Yeah, I know. Thank God. Do you, my think, do you think maybe he was just a little, like, dinged up the first couple of weeks, and they, they just he just they asked him just to kind of chill out and not get crazy? I, I don't know. I don't – did they use him enough in the first two games? Now, the thing is, is he fumbled, too, and he got benched. This week he fumbled and they left him in. So yeah, that's true. So I mean that's kind of what happened there. Um, another team a lot of people saw as a contender, but but got their second loss this week. Um, not just Kansas City, but Pittsburgh. Cincinnati went into Pittsburgh. Uh, what's up with all these road teams beating home teams? Cincinnati went into Pittsburgh and won twenty four uh, to ten. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, I think Big Ben is done. Uh, I think this is the end of his career, maybe his maybe his last year. Um, but Pittsburgh lost, and then going from one aging quarterback to another, Matt Ryan and the Falcons um, went into New York and lost 17 to 14. Or sorry, they won 17 to 40. So another road team beating a home team. Um, Atlanta won on a last uh, on a last second field goal. Um, I feel bad for those Giants because I really like. Um, their quarterback a lot, actually. Um, another close game, 
that came down to the wire. And this one I kind of want to break down a little bit. Green Bay versus San Francisco. Green Bay pulls out a, just an absolute close game, 30-28. to 28. Um, What were your impressions of the game, Josh? Well, it seemed like the SF Whiteouts really couldn't hang on to the ball much. They, Ayuk had a bunch of drops. Um, uh, Debo had a drop, a pretty big drop. Mm. Uh, Kittle, he actually looked really good this game. Uh, Sanu actually caught a couple big balls. The San Francisco O-line kind of... Kind of had some low spots during that game. They really couldn't keep Green Bay off of Garoppolo for a little bit there. Um, mm. They they kind of shaped up as the game went on a little bit, but um, but yeah, I mean, the SF totally had this, and they just let Aaron Rodgers throw two two long passes and kick a field goal. So well, I'm not gonna lie, man. I think Rodgers Rodgers looks like his old self. You know, after that first week where we kind of doubted everything, and then. He kind of goes down 14-0 to the, to the Lions, you know, um, or four, maybe it was 14-7. Um, but uh, they, he has come roaring back, and he is ready to play. Uh, the things that stuck out to me in this game were didn't have to do with football. The one was pass interference was everywhere. It had nothing to do with the play, but referees were calling pass interference time and time again during that game made the game seem so, so long, but it was like every pass was another pass interference. And then what did you think on that hit on Devontae Adams? How was that not called as a defenseless yep. wide receiver? And I, I hate the Packers and, and I'm, I'm uh, defending it. Um, I, I think on the actual broadcast, uh, the guy that they have, mm-hmm. um, you know, explain referee decisions and whatever, um, he had said that it's because the back judge was too far downfield or something, but I mean, honestly, it looked like he could see it. Um, I just can't believe they didn't call it. I, I feel like that call, I mean, that gets called for way less than that. Way right? less. Yeah. So yeah, that was surprising. I, I can't believe they didn't call that. Yeah. I mean, like as a Bears fan and I hate Green Bay, I never want to see a player just be destroyed like that. You know, lower, they're just knocked out cold. It's, it's dangerous. But, um, yeah, I did not like that. But um, let's go ahead and let's talk about the previous team that Garoppolo played for. Um, they also felt the sting of a loss as New England fell to New Orleans 28-13. Again, another road team beating a home team. Um, and then speaking of New England, uh, let's talk about the team that they are playing next week. Tampa Bay versus the Rams. Tampa Bay beat lost to the Rams 34-24. What were your thoughts on that game, Josh? Uh, D-Jack sighting, dude. Did you see that play where they just I mean, D-Jack's looked faster than he's ever looked. He just I know, right? All the way downfield, so caught the ball and it was just it was like he was I almost felt like he had his like Eagles uniform back on. Like it was I, I was couldn't believe it was him. You know what I mean? I kept thinking yeah. it was someone else. Uh, Stafford is um, ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if the Green Bay Packers um, draft him, you know, instead of Rodgers all those years ago. Um, obviously, they weren't drafted the same year. But I wonder, like, if Roger, if they would have, like, kind of, like, the same storyline, just flip-flopped, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like Rodgers moves to the Rams and, you know, it starts doing this while Stafford's been on Green Bay and had no success because Green Bay sucks. Um, I was, like it's interesting to think about that in our division. Like Stafford, like this guy may have been like this really epic quarterback that just got sat on the tr- Detroit Lions to just rot. So I well, it makes me think about Justin Fields and how yeah. he's maybe being rotted away with all his talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cup another two touchdowns. That was in. I mean, he he's had five touchdowns on the year. I think um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's great. This, this week actually pretty much all say are uh, all Los Angeles. I almost said St. Louis, Los Angeles Rams uh, pass catchers did good except for Robert Woods because Robert Woods mm. is not good. And <laughs> I, so I thought, I picked, I, by the way, I did pick the Rams to win in my conference bowl. So I'd like to pat myself on the back here. Good job. I picked the Buccaneers because I thought Tom Brady can do anything. 
But uh, this week, man, he really it, you really could see that he needed Antonio Brown out there. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was Mike Evans and, and Godwin weren't enough. He needed that other wide receiver that was just kind of going to kind of run around in the middle and uh, take big chunks of yards. Um, and I think game, that's why they lost. No, their running game couldn't do anything either. So it was well, no, it's so true. But they don't like that's the thing. Their running game is the biggest imposter I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Everyone says, oh, Fournette or um, Ronald Jones, you know, but their running game is piss, piss poor. To you, it's to not, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. But let's let's talk about one of the other most exciting games this weekend, um, which there was a lot of them. This was a great weekend of football outside of the Bears. Like, it was fun. It was definitely fun. If the fun Bears weekend. had won, this would have been the greatest weekend um, for the NFL. Um, but let's talk about one of the other exciting games. Miami goes into Las Vegas and loses in overtime 31 to 28. I'm going to tell you right now, there is, I did not think Miami would even get close. In fact, I picked up the Las Vegas Raiders uh, defense because they were playing the Dolphins. Yeah, Las Vegas looked very beatable this game. Very beatable. Carr still had a good game, but, I mean, it was against the Miami Dolphins, so you really can't give them too much credit. Um, Brissett was, man, he was just, like, living his YOLO life at the end of the game there, man, just tossing the ball downfield as, like, far as he could chuck it. It looked like he was having a lot of fun. Um, and they they kept themselves in it um, through overtime. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, there, I, think Brissett, I think Brissett's their best quarterback. I'm not I, a Tua fan. I, yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. Tua's, you know, still pretty young. But, yeah, I mean, he's like definitely. If they want to win right now, they get, they put Brissett in. Like, and they'll win a few more games. Yeah, they're not a great they're not a great team by any means. But yeah, Brissett you, you don't is a much better that, quarterback. Yeah, but you don't want to do that. You want to lose a Tua because you want to see if, if Tua can develop. And also you don't want to win because then you can see if you can get Tua more weapons. You know, that's Brissett's not the right choice if you're the, for the like for the franchise. That's such that's such that's such crap, man. Because Brissett's young, he's not old. Like, I'm not he's saying he's old. In the league, like six I'm years. Seeing, I'm saying we know what Brissett is, and I'm saying that he is probably one of the best number twos in the league, and a but good do game we know manager. Brissett but is like, has he ever really gotten a chance? He played for the Colts the entire season uh, when uh, Luck was hurt, and then. Right. And then when Luck retired, didn't he play for at least a little while that year? That year before he got pulled for while, Eason or something. Yeah. Was it Eason? I don't remember. A little while, but still, like, man, I don't know. I just like the way he plays. I mean, it was fun to watch. It was definitely fun to watch. But he's he's reset. You know, it's right. If he if he puts it together, it'll definitely be one of those surprising things, like you know, Kirk Cousins having you know turning turning it around type of thing, which is. Almost never happens in the NFL, but. And the other thing I, I took away, like, man, those Las Vegas wide receivers, Edwards and Ruggs, man, they are good. Well, Edwards seems to just show up at the end of the game. Man, <laughs> you know, he's just, got such good hands. Like, well, he looks such like good it. hands. He looks like it, but yeah, you just, Mr. Clutch over there. Yeah, and this is the. This is the thing is that uh, um, Miami here, they started the game 14-0. Did 14-0, they were leading this game in the first quarter because of uh, an interception, um, a pick six, if you will, um, and then an, another gaffe by the Raiders, but I can't remember what it was now. But they, they were winning 14-0, um, and Las Vegas pulls it out. I yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't know that they went up fourteen nothing in the beginning of the game. I didn't catch the beginning, but that's I mean, it doesn't change the fact that Las Vegas, you know, that was too close. <laughs> so who's who's so who's the best team in the AFC West? Is it the Broncos who are three and I don't think so. The Raiders that are three and I don't think so. Chiefs that are one and two? You would you wouldn't think so, but I mean the Chargers look really good too. What's funny is that like even at one and two I would prefer the Chiefs over the Raiders the, and the Broncos. And I don't know, like hmm. probably even over the Chargers. Wow. Wow. That really tells you the strength of, of uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, looking at another close game um, that ended in an exciting way. 
Baltimore against Detroit. Again, road team, home team. Road team Baltimore beating Detroit 19-17 on, well, a record kick. 66 yards. Did you think it was going to go in? Well, when they hit the the crossbar, I, of course I didn't. I was like, oh, that stinks, man. He was so close. And then they like they waved it good, or didn't wave it good. They they put their arms up for it to be good. I'm like, that went no up wall. That was insane. That was. I know. I, I had like I had like flashes of uh, uh, the old kicker for the Bears, uh, the double doink, the doinker. Uh, like I was like, oh, I get it. Sorry, guys. But then they <laughs> got it. it. I was like, you jerks. That's so funny. Um, uh, <laughs> was there anything else that stuck out to you in that game at all? Um, Marquise Brown dropping balls. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hollywood Brown, man. He dropped a lot of balls in that game. Such a weird um, thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, Lamar, di- Lamar didn't look great, but he, uh, he, got, he got it done at the end there to get to – get, I mean, Did does, he that even count, does that even count being like that? Doesn't count as being in field goal range. Like that wait, doesn't wait, really wait. like sixty-six yards doesn't mean you're in field goal range. It just means no, 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 Justin definitely Tucker. not. But even worse, like, listen to this. ridiculous. So right, right before the kick, right before the kick, um, the play before they got um, they went down to zeros on the play clock, and they did not call um, delay of game. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah right. they went to zeros, and they were on zeros for a good second, yeah, and they wow. did not call delay a game, and that would have pushed them out of field goal range, even though they weren't already in field goal range. But yeah, yeah that doesn't count. That doesn't count as competing in field goal range. Like, did I just? I just think that's such bull. Like between the Devontae Adams hit, and the non-delay a game, and a bunch of other pass interference calls that are just ticky tacky, referees are starting to really tick me off this year. Mm. Um, what do you think of Detroit, though? Are they really as bad as 0-3? Well, uh, Goff, actually, Goff actually has been playing pretty good. So, I mean, the running game I think they're better than the Bears. I know the Bears are 1-2, and two and they're 0-3, but I think the, Bear, the Lions are better. No, I think, I think the Bears' defense is so good that you couldn't, mm, you couldn't say that. Good. I don't that's think you good. could say that. I think they're better, they're better than people thought they were going to be type of, type of deal, but, you know, that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't mean much. They're lines. They went mm. 0-16. <laughs> like, that's... Mm. They're bad compared to other people's bads or, you know, it's a special level of bad. Right. No, that's true. Um, so going from one low-scoring affair to a high-scoring affair, a uh, high-scoring game, Washington uh, loses to Buffalo 43-21. to uh, Josh Allen, four touchdowns, uh, a rushing touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders, two touchdowns. I thought Heineke still looked pretty good, um, but not good enough. And uh, Buffalo won 43-21. And then another not-close game, Arizona versus Jacksonville. Arizona wins 31-19. But the play of that game was still on Jacksonville, right? That Mm -hmm. 109-yard field goal return touchdown Mm -hmm. reminded me of R.W. McCorders (laughs) in the Bears' orange jersey. Um, returning against the 49ers, a, a field goal for the touchdown. Nathan Vasher did it too. Who did it? Nathan Vasher. Oh, Nathan Vasher? Yo, you're right. He did so. do it. I think so. I think yeah. you're right. I'll have to double check that. But yeah. Oh, we're such big Bears fans. Um, but uh, um, Trevor Lawrence looked up and down, had some good passes. But again, he, I think he had three interceptions this week. Three? I thought it was, was only it, two. Or was it only two? Maybe it was only two. Um, but he didn't have a great game. Um, but AJ Green, AJ Green had a hundred yards, man. Yeah, right. One hundred and twelve, five catches or something like that. Yeah, weren't you telling me? Weren't you telling me he's the exact? He's like he was drafted the same year as Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah, they but we, were. But we think of him as just so much older <laughs> because well, he's, he's just been injured. He's yeah. He, I mean, he didn't play for like a year and a half. Mm. about it was uh, a lot <laughs> a lot of time off there for mr e. j. green mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then going from one young quarterback to another starting his first game, Davis Mills and the Texans played Carolina at home and lost. Carolina beat Houston 24-9. But I thought Davis Mills, um, I thought he looked pretty decent. Um, I think uh, Carolina, though, would have crushed them if McCaffrey didn't get injured. Yeah, um, that's unfortunate because – I mean, he didn't really play much last year, and, you know, this is at least another, you know, two to three games out. So, I mean, that really that really stinks for him. Uh, Davis Mills, uh, he, he yeah, he's, he stood strong in the pocket. He, he looked pretty okay. He definitely was the first, you know, he's definitely a rookie. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, we'll see what happens after they get some tape on him. You know, let's see right. if this really, you know if he's actually can, you know, hold his own, but mm-hmm. yeah, he looked, he definitely looked okay. Dude. He like, he just wanted to give Brandon cooks the ball every single play. Like that's all he wanted to do. And it was and awesome because I played him in my fantasy team. So I was like, oh, wait, yes. you, did, you did play Brandon cooks. <laughs> yes. I did. Oh my gosh. How, what made you make that decision? Oh, I've been playing him since week two. Since week two Cause he, oh, really? threw, he threw up 20 week one and uh, like, nobody, nobody cares, but basically I've been playing him since week two. And so that's two weeks and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, he's, he's staying in my lineup, man, for sure. Until he All has right. a, a single digiter. Brandon okay. Cooks is in. All right. Well, staying in the AFC South, um, a game I just really didn't care about. Indianapolis, uh, went into Tennessee and lost 25, uh, to 16. Um, and, uh, another, Indiana, Indianapolis offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson gets injured. Derrick Henry continues to just run over people. Um, it was a pretty Tennessee game, if, if you know what I mean. Uh, just kind of running the ball and, and hitting people hard. Um, A.J. Brown is injured, though. So that, that's that's a big story. Looks, like, like, Hul- looks like Julio is, too, actually. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Julio got injured, too. Yeah, they never took him out of the game, per se, but he only played like 50% of snaps after a certain point. And uh, he's questionable for this week. Uh, this game, I actually wanted to mention, um, everyone's down on Jonathan Taylor. 6.4 yards a carry. You know, I know that it wasn't good for fantasy, but that's getting it done in the NFL. Like, big time. So. Then why didn't they run it more? Exactly. Dave, you've you've asked the question. <laughs> I ask good questions, Josh. I told you. Well, it's not um, <laughs> looking at the Monday night game last night, uh, Philadelphia went into Dallas and got killed 41-21. And all that stuff about Jalen Hurts in the first week has now just kind of flittered away. Just fluttered away. That he he's he looked not good. He looked so bad for he like two quarters, bad, man. man. It was like he I don't know. He just looked I felt almost bad for him. It was so bad, you know? Yeah. It was I really was expecting him to be good, which, you know, I kind of hate the Eagles, so I wasn't really excited about that, but he played so badly that I was like, okay, try to play a little better than this. Like, I want to feel good about the Cowboys stomping you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, But yeah, they just, uh, he did turn it around, you know, but it was all garbage stuff, all garbage time stuff. So, uh, but the Cowboys stomped him. Cowboys, man. Yeah. Dak Dak Prescott can ball. I know. And Dak didn't have his greatest game ever, but they still, man, Ezekiel Elliott came out to play. Like, it seems like whenever I say someone's not good, they decide to just show up the next week, <laughs> like, in defiance of me. I know. I've had to eat my words so much right? this year already. Good Lord. Um, the final game uh, that I want to talk about with you, though, was the big upset. Um, Seattle goes into Minnesota and loses 30-17. to 17. I did not see that coming. I thought Seattle was going to have just their best game of the year against that porous uh, Minnesota secondary. Russell Wilson, man. Told you. I keep telling you. He disappears. Um, I know. But, man, but, but I don't you know can't, what to do now. <laughs> um, but you really can't, like, I mean, no. Minnesota's yeah. offense is really good. So mm-hmm. you can't, and they played good without Delvin Cook. So you really can't. You really can't hold this too much against Seattle. Seattle's a good team. You know, they just, they had a bad game. And I'm not sure if, if they're, if, you know, if they played next week, if they wouldn't, you know, beat them by the same margin of victory. I think it was just, they had a bad game, you know, Hmm. so. 
Well, Seattle was winning 17 to 7 midway through the second quarter. Um and then uh man, their D is their defense is just so bad. Um, just like Minnesota's. Uh I think the other thing that stood out is I don't know if they need Dalvin Cook. Madison is there's no drop in talent from Cook to Madison. That's a gross no, that is that is not true. Dalvin Cook is so much better than Alexander Madison. So much better? I, I it's not it's so much better. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't agree with that at all. I think you're wrong. All right. Well, that was our game breakdowns. Um, move. Um, kind of talking about uh, after watching all the games. Um, what was your best play of the week, man? Uh, I'm taking the Justin Tucker one. I know it's it's easy. It's easy. Wait, that's mine. I was gonna say that. Wait, are you serious? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah, Justin Tucker's 66 yard field goal is. I mean, that's awesome. It was, it was, it was, not only was it a record-breaking kick, it was fun to watch. You know, it like, it kicked, it like, it hit the, hit the uprights and, you know, went through. It was just, it was great. It was a great end, end of the game, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, my best play of the week um, was, because it was hilarious, um, the, <laughs> the Raiders fullback uh, scored a touchdown and then went to do like a Lambo leap in the Las Vegas end zone. And he jumped up, hit the wall, and bounced off. <laughs> it was so funny. He, like, went running, and then he went to jump, and he has, like, no vertical. And he hit the wall and bounced off. <laughs> that was my favorite play of the week, especially since nothing good happened to the Bears. Um, the worst play of the week, what do you got? I have uh... – I have my I'm sticking with the field goals here. Matt Prater's stupid 68 yard attempt. I mean, I mean, I get going for it, but I mean, that's your fault. That's your that Agnew returning it for a touchdown. That was your fault. You're an idiot for going for a 68 yarder. Yeah, that but, was crazy, that man. Was I mean, Matt Prater's, Matt Prater's a legend. He's a legend. Absolutely. But he's also like 40. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's also he hit. So he had the record before Tucker hit the 66. Yeah. He had the record with 64, but he did it in Denver in yeah, that mile-high air. You yeah. know what I mean? So Justin Tucker doing it not up a mile in the air is much more impressive by far. Mm-hmm. Yep. Worst play of the week for me falls on Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but he he did a – they called a flea flicker. And he threw – so they do a flea flicker. He throws – the running back throws the ball back to him. And he throws it to like a button hook that's only like seven, seven to ten yards out, and he throws a pick six. <laughs> I saw that play. <laughs> on a flea flicker. I was like, yeah. "What is this? When you do a flea flicker, you do not throw it seven to ten yards." No, you're going for the money, man. You're like you cock right. back, you throw that ball. If you're gonna throw a right. pick, you throw oh, it forty yeah. yards the other way, man. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Uh, All right, so. Josh, who is your king of the hill? Who is the best team in the NFL right now today? Well, even though Arizona did win, they looked beatable against the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, Mm. for sure. Wow, yeah. So I'm not going to have them moving forward, uh, at least not for now. But Uh, you consider them beatable even though they won 31 to whatever it was? 31 to 19? Yeah. But they 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 needed a pick six to get there, I think. Yeah, they, it was a pick six to get there. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it was that. Okay, all right, that's yeah, fair. It's closer than it than the score says. Yeah, um, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I have to go with LA, uh, and I know that I'm taking your pick, but probably, but I I they are absolutely awesome. They are playing awesome. Stafford's playing awesome. Their defense is awesome. They're, I'm yeah, they're awesome. Can I say yeah. Awesome? Man, so. I agree. The Rams. I I had Tampa Bay last week. I think didn't I? Yep. Yeah, I had Tampa Bay last week. Um, but the Rams beat them, and the Rams looked really good, and the Rams are really good. Stafford is the difference. You know, like I thought. I just thought maybe Goff got a bad rap, but man, Stafford is the difference. And and I think what you said earlier. I think he was in a bad position playing in Detroit for so long because we're not going to remember him as 
one of the top quarterbacks of all time. Um, mm-hmm. But he could have been. He very yep. much could have. Um, my rolling down the hill, um, to my chagrin, my rolling down the hill team is the Bears. Mm. I have never seen a more putrid-looking performance. Um, I, I heard someone say it reminded them of a Terry Shea game back when Terry Shea used to call plays for the Bears, um, except Terry Shea's offense looked better than that. It was mm. disgusting. It got to the point where I wasn't even angry. I was laughing. I literally was laughing because it was so disgusting. For the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Uh, I don't know. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not go back there. I'm moving forward in my life. I'm not going <laughs> back. All right, P two. Go ahead. Who's who's rolling down the hill? Uh, rolling down the hill. Uh, Jacksonville sucks, man. They suck. They are still terrible. You think they're worse than the Bears? Yes. Yes. Wow. They're really bad. Because the Bears defense is really good, Dave. Oh, really I, good. I know, I know. You keep forgetting, like, yes, the offense is, if you were to cut that team in half, I would absolutely <laughs> agree that the Bears are the worst team in the league. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but they have a great, their their defense is it's coming back. I, I don't want to say they're back yet. You know, we have some time to go. But no, Jacksonville is either really bad. Really bad. Mm. Well, um, as I always do, even though I won this week, both games, I'm still going through a little bit of fantasy football depression. Um, let's go through our fantasy football outlook. Um, who is your superstar player of the week? Superstar player of the week, uh, Najee Harris, my friend. Um, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. He absolutely. Was awesome. He, was it fourteen catches? Fourteen catches, absolutely. Uh, I think he scored at least once, and you know his running his running game was running day wasn't too too big because they, um, well, they were down. But um, actually, were they down for most of that game, or did they just abandon the run? Can't remember. Oh yeah, they were down. Like they lost. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, fourteen receptions. Big day for him. Good for him. Yeah, and he's such a great guy, man. I don't know if you know this, but he had a Super Bowl party um, at a uh, homeless shelter. That's that's actually pretty pretty awesome. That is really awesome. Like, I love Najee Harris. I'm so glad he's on both my fantasy teams this year. Um, Mm -hmm. He hasn't super shown up until this week, but believe me, I needed it this week because of my bust player of the week, which is Russell Wilson, (laughs) who only had about 18 points um, when I thought he was going to have about 50, <laughs> like everyone was saying, this is the week he's going to have like 50 points. He's going to be unbelievable. Um, but he only got me 18. And if it wasn't for Najee, I would have lost my fantasy game this week. Yeah. Who's your bust? Uh, bust. I got DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I mean, with the Arizona Cardinals putting up 34 uh, or 34? 31. 31. 30. You would think he would have had a bigger game, but he did not. Uh, he got a little dinged up, though, so uh, I'm not going to say that you know it was all him, but yeah, he definitely let people down this week. Okay, sounds good. And then uh, who's your uh, player that you can drop, that you can finally let go of? Uh, so I would say that Jacoby Myers had, uh, had a big game this week, so I was kind of heading towards him. Uh, this week, but I decided no. I, th- I think there, Marquez Callaway is still on people's rosters, and he had a touchdown this week. So, yeah, he did. but that doesn't mean you should keep him. Like, really? You yeah, don't no. think he should be rostered? I don't think anymore. No, I think you're good. I think even though he scored this week, it's going to be the outlier. Um, okay. I think it's okay to drop him. Uh, Jacoby Myers had a big game. He's actually been a little more uh, consistent. So I was kind of between the two, and then I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm keeping Myers. I'm, Callaway can go. Um, all right. What about you? Well, for me, um, I don't think you need to roster any longer any, any of the rookie quarterbacks. None of them. Like, That's if you had them rostered, which a lot of people did. A lot of people had Trevor Lawrence on their bench. A lot of people thought, oh, you know, maybe Trey Lance. A lot of people thought, oh, Justin Fields. Oh, me? <laughs> I picked up Justin Fields just so I could have him on my bench in case someone else would get him because he's going to be so – he's going to run all over the place. But I don't. I think you can drop any rookie quarterback uh, now. 
Like there's none of them are worth having on your bench right now. Um, I think if any of them will, it'll be Justin Fields, but it's not going to be unless he proves something first. Um, Josh, uh, the player, uh, so looking at waiver ads, also known as the player I don't want you to pick up, all right, um, is any Bills wide receiver. <laughs> pick them up because Josh <laughs> Allen is on fire. Yeah, that was, uh, you're, everyone was happy. You played Beasley, you're happy. You played Sanders, you're happy. happy. Emmanuel Sanders, you're happy. Biggs, you're happy. I think even Knox found the end zone. Yeah, he did. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Fun. Even, it was a fun even, day. Even Zach Moss had a touchdown. Did he? I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. He did. Um, I have. Uh, so I've actually kind of chosen this one so that we can kind of uh, um, under like bye weeks are on the way here. You guys who have you know your good tight ends that you only have rostered one all year. Dalton Schultz is the guy you should probably roster for your bye week. Uh, he's had a pretty good, yeah, he had a pretty good week this week, had a pretty good week, week one. Uh, he had two touchdowns this week. You know, even without that though, he had, uh, he had six balls for eight, uh, 80 receiving yards. So I think he's, uh, he's a pretty solid uh, guy to, to play during your bye week. So you, you don't think he's rostered him. yet? Um, he is rostered in 6.4% of NFL leagues. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Run out and grab him. Yes. Put him on your bench. So that's, yeah, he's not rostered. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. Cause I really thought he was, that's wild. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was our fantasy football depression, um, which wasn't as depressing cause I won both my games. How did you do? I don't talk about it. Oh, it's been a rough week for Josh. Shut up. Um, <laughs> um, uh, this is one of my favorite segments we do. Greatest player born on this day, uh, September 28th. Um, and it's someone that, that you actually besmirched last week um, because he's not even relevant. Um, Steve Largent. Yes. What are your thoughts on Steve Largent, Josh? Well, he was the first. Oh, by the way, I went back and listened to that podcast. You said that he had a... Uh... Get a hundred touchdowns in a season. That's not the case. Oh. That would be an insane record. <laughs> I said <laughs> but, that. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> he no, had hundred. He did not he have hundred touchdowns in a yeah. season. <laughs> he was the first wide receiver to have a hundred re- receiving touchdowns. He's uh, good. He's a great player. You know, for his time, he uh, played in the late seventies and the eighties. Um, did he? Did he retire in the nineties, or was it just before? I don't know. But um, yeah, he was. Uh, is a really, really good, solid wide receiver. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was our dad's favorite wide receiver. Like dad spoke of him, like Christians speak of Jesus. Like <laughs> I actually thought I always when I visualized Jesus, I always visualized Steve Larger growing up. So <laughs> yeah, no, I understand because he because according to dad, he could walk on water. <laughs> like. Like it didn't matter whatever Jerry Rice did, it was always Steve Largent could do it better. All right, so that's uh, the greatest player born on um, on this day of the year, uh, September twenty eighth. Uh, Steve Largent. Um, by the way, the other person that was born, um, Tyler Lockett. So another Seattle Seahawk wide receiver. And last week we talked about Doug Baldwin. So I don't I don't know what's going on. All Seattle wide receivers get born in September, I guess. But before we're out of time, um, we have some a little bit of extra sports talk to talk about here. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Wheaton North this week um, playing high school football. Oh, you know what? You know what? I uh, I forgot to mention uh, some some uh, strategy uh, with that really showed up this week in fantasy football. Uh, if you don't mind, hold on one second. Sure. Uh, before we get to that, um, so Najee Harris we touched on. He had 14 receptions in this game. Now. Mm. Um, that's insane. Obviously that's McCaffrey level, but I, this is due to the facts, or at least I believe it's due to the fact that we had Deontay Johnson not there. And then also Judy mm. Smith get, get injured during the game. A lot of times when first and second wide receivers go down, a lot of those vacated targets end up going to the running back, which this week it did show up that way. So, wow. you know, I, I don't think this is like a full, a firm rule of thumb thing, but it's, it's definitely something you should look at. Um, on your fantasy teams moving forward if you're if you need a desperation play all right all right well with that that took up the rest of the time good job josh 
Uh, so I guess we'll just have to wait till uh, next week to talk a little bit about curling. All right. But until then, uh, continue to be cynical. All right. And have a great night. Bye.